Welcome to the USAM podcast, where vulnerability fuels transformative conversations. I'm your host, Arman, and in today's episode, I talk to Claire about jealousy that exists between women, self-accountability, and the current disconnection between men and women. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you will never miss any episodes. And for more engaging content and updates, make sure to follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ. And now, enjoy this episode. So, do you think selfishness is always bad? No. So, what level of selfishness is required to survive, to live? Um, to, or actually, what level of selfishness is required to feel content with life? I think enough selfishness to, at that point, when you're, when you're just fulfilling your basic needs, mm-hmm. or like what you need, at that point, I don't even feel like it's selfishness. I feel like it's just like caring about yourself at that point. Mm -hmm. Like selfishness is when you take time, you just just hog all your time, like you don't think about other people. But like... So just the extreme level. I think that's when, because we each, because we are a person, right? So we need to think about ourselves. I don't know, man. Sometimes I wonder. Yeah, so we obviously need a certain level of attention because we are a person. We're not just some being that has no needs. Mm -hmm. So I guess just giving ourselves enough care that, like, fulfilling our needs. I don't know. I don't have it all figured out yet. What do you think? That's fine. Um, I feel the level of selfishness is necessary to, to make sure you are not crossing your core values and your boundaries in your life. Oh, and that meaning uh, if I need to be selfish to make sure that person does not get close to me, that's fine. Why? Because that person is not aligned with my core values. Mm-hmm. We actually were talking about this. The greatest, uh, one of the greatest lessons I learned last year mm-hmm. was about the fact that my mentor told me in, in life, you should always put yourself in the center and you're the center of this world mm-hmm. and other people will get close and far from you by your choice but you should not put anything else in the center so you're always in the center like and not anyone else you're mm-hmm. always in the center but people based on how they are and how they align with you and how their values are can get closer and closer to you basically mm-hmm. so that's what uh, he was saying and i 100 percent agree with because you can phrase it and like, you know, I guess like one of the easiest way to say this is like you should love yourself to love others. That's kind of like, kind of like the same type of mm-hmm. uh, way of thinking. You first need to be loving yourself. You first need to be fulfilling all your needs, standing by your core values. So you, and that, that's the level of selfishness you require for you to survive, to be fulfilled within your life. And if there's anything in this world that will keep you away to fulfill your purpose, to fulfill your life, you will have all the right to be selfish about and uh, move on from that. Hmm. So for me, that's kind of like the level of selfishness is required to survive. Anything, I'm selfish about anything that would avoid me getting to where I want to go in terms of my life and goal and purpose. I feel, I'm going to have to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like really think about that like in the shower somewhere. <laughs> because shower. I don't fully understand it yet, I feel like. Yeah. But 
how I feel like that definitely works. I can see that working super well as somebody who's single. But what about um, like duty, like when you're in a family, because uh, like like your father or your mother, um, like at what point? Because a lot of times people are like, I am in this relationship or like I'm married to this person mm-hmm. and I have these children, yet I don't feel fulfilled, I don't feel happy, I don't feel like I love myself. But also you have this family and you have a duty to that family. And it's a very difficult position to be in mm-hmm. because oftentimes people are faced with, I don't feel like like I want to be here anymore. I feel like it's better for me to leave this relationship. But something I, as a kid, was very grateful for mm-hmm. was, a stre- like, uh, was just the strength and steadiness of my parents' relationship and mm-hmm. how they always stayed together, which I understand that that's not how it works for everybody. But it was a really big blessing on me in my childhood. So where does that kind of meet? Where, yes, you need to be able to love yourself and fulfill your own needs, but also when you have people who depend on you, people's, I mean, your children's whole lives depend on your actions, depend on your relationship with their father or their mother. How does that work? Because it's kind of a, a, a conflict of values at that point. It's, yeah. it's looking out for yourself and then looking out for these people. So uh, you're 100% correct. What mm-hmm. I said is, and I agree with the same thing that you said, that what I said is for being single. Mm-hmm. And being single and being in a relationship. Marriage is different. Okay. That's, that's how I see it. Okay. So, uh, you know, what marriage is, in my opinion, is a bond. It's a bond that creates, brings two cores in this world together to create a bond, basically. Mm-hmm. So then everything that happens, it needs to be, uh, every decision that will be made needs to be aligned with this new core that's been created by merging right. two new ones, become right? One. That's become very one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you created a bond, and now we need to basically make your decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And that's that's a big, big commitment. I feel like if it's that like kind of true. feel like it's being lost a little bit today. Like I don't know. Like people, I, sometimes I wonder why people still want to get married, because mm-hmm. the divorce rates are so high. And it's like, I feel like it's just something that people do now and we aren't, people aren't being taught like what it actually means. Why should you Why Or married? like why yeah. and like the value of it or people aren't 100%. being like set up well. Honestly, that's a failure on mm-hmm. the adults, <laughs> you know, raising their kids or whatever. But um, yeah, because it's like, I sometimes I see people get married, especially in pop culture. I'm like, oh, we know this isn't gonna last. Like you're just married because that's something that people do. Yeah. Like, why do you even get married anymore? Why do you even stand in front of all your friends and family and say, till death do us part? I promise you. Yeah, yeah. Like, because personally, I feel like that means something to me. And I mean, it, oh, yeah. If it gets to the point of my life, I want to make that. It should be that kind of promise. Yeah. That actually means whole thing. That means I'm creating an equal to my life, you know? Yeah. And although um, there, there are other things that align to that, that, you know, like, I guess uh, one of my uh, favorite podcasters, he says something interesting. He's like, he's, he's married and he's like, uh, marriage is something that almost every year we, me and my wife, we talk and we decide, we decide to be stay married for another year. You know, it's not, it's, it's nothing that you should just take it like, okay, we'll be married for 50 years. Marriage 
in his opinion, and he has a very flexible marriage, it's mm -hmm. something that you want to take step at a time. You know, every year you just get back like to recommit it. recommit almost? You recommit. Yeah, you yeah, make yeah. sure that, you know, everything that you're all doing, you're aligned what you want to do so you can keep mm -hmm. up this marriage. So that's what, that's what he thinks, and I think it's kind of correct. And then, um, yeah, and then, but when you're single, no, you basically, you're the core, and even in a relationship, I feel like that's putting yourself in the center of this world allows you to get out of relationships that are not appropriate for you, mm -hmm. you know, like a, right. lot of, a lot of times, I guess, we fall in love in something, and then mm -hmm. very, very, very deep in down, we know this is not right, right. right. but we stay in it. Because, because we love someone right, else yeah, yeah. more than we love ourselves mm. right now. While or love how they make you feel more yeah. than your own health. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but like when you always have yourself in the center, you make the right choice about who I want to create this bond with. Ultimately, mm. you know. I have a I have a hard time doing that in a relationship. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm like. I either want to commit completely. Com that's how I am with everything. I want to hundred percent yeah. commit or not even commit at all. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's it's definitely a line. I feel like. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's it's just so hard when you get close to somebody and you're like, either I commit to this person or they're not for me. It's just it's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I I have I have feel feel uh, personally foolish personally and mm -hmm. like, I guess. The latest one, the biggest thing I learned was what I just told you that you right. always, you always need to understand that it's okay to mm -hmm. move on. Yeah, it's true. You know, because things are tough. Sometimes you need to understand that this is not the right person. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I guess I guess for guys are different, but because the way we see relationships are in women are yeah, very yeah. two different ways. You know. But like a guy usually uh, within the first six months understands kind of like where they want this relationship would go. Some people say within the first day of meeting a girl, they have, they, they have an idea of like whether oh, uh, the, what the, the potential they see in them, I guess. Yeah, I mean the first day, I don't think necessarily, they, they may say, oh, this is not the person, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. cannot be certain this is the person. That's so, true. you know, That's like, true. it's like the first day you leave you to the second. Well, you might feel like it first, is, but you, know? you need to prove it to yourself and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, you, you may be fully out of it the first mm -hmm. day, you know, like, you go, I, I, I've been on a couple of days actually recently. First time I go on a date, I'm like, okay, this is not it. <laughs> That's it for me, you know. They like, say hello, you're like, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, after no, a couple I, conversations, I'm like, okay, no, this is not. I, I don't even want to pursue any anything, and it, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna walk out of it. In all honesty, I feel like sometimes somebody says hello, and I can tell just by hello that that I don't want anything to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's for a relationship or a friendship. Is it a hello or hello? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is I know actually what you mean, yeah. I probably shouldn't say that because maybe they might hear. They probably would hear this. There's, there's this guy who recently I won't say where, but he I've seen him a couple times, and he knows I have a boyfriend. But every time he says hello, oh my gosh, he's like, he's like, hey, like hey, I can't even <laughs> do it. And it's like literally that's pretty much the only thing he said. Do I know him? You probably seen him before. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. And I'm sure he's. You know, he's probably just young and trying to figure out how to interact with girls. Oh, that's fine. And, and he's, I don't really dislike him, but I'm like, just by that hello, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to This is not him. the hello <laughs> I want to hear right now. I, yeah, I got a boyfriend, I don't, not even interested in a relationship, but even a friendship, I'm like, go say hello to somebody else, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, now that we are in this conversation, I feel like um, let's just talk about a few more things about uh, the young generation, our generation, yeah, basically. And you being a woman, let's talk, talk about women specifically. And I guess one of the main things you probably will see, maybe have experienced or felt, uh, or maybe even done, I don't know, is jealousy. Hmm. What do you think is the number one reason that sparks jealousy within the young woman right now? Um, well, okay, let me think, let me think. Definitely other women. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like, like, like are you talking in, within relationships or just in general, jealousy in general? No, what causes jealousy between women? Oh, but of other women? Mm -hmm. Oh, of other women. Um, I think, hmm. When you don't know who you are outside of being, or like, obviously, uh, oh, being a woman is part of my identity, a big part yeah. of it. But when your whole identity is being a woman, or mm -hmm. being pretty, or mm -hmm. being attractive, yeah. if that's your whole identity, that can spark jealousy in anybody who if you perceive is might be more attractive, or more pretty, or more talented or more smart. I think that goes for a lot of different things. But I think um, just as a woman, like the, yeah, the girls who are most insecure, most jealous, don't have any idea who they really are. They just forever, never figured out, forgot it. And I think that just comes from, I don't know, maybe they just haven't, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what gets a person there. I think it's, sometimes it's, hmm, maybe lacking certain experiences. Mm. Maybe lacking, not having parents who, you know, cared about them enough to, mm -hmm. to help them, their child, figure out who they are. Like, them themselves. Uh -huh. like, oh, this is who you're supposed to be. You know, like, like, girl with a mother who's, you know, like, and maybe the mother was taught the same way. But, like, what you should be is, like, beautiful and smart and all these mm -hmm. outward things and never really, like, talked to the, like, the little girl, like, the, the mm -hmm. actual person. Yeah. Like, inside of, Yeah inside of them, but I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> I, guess not, I mean, you're, you're allowed to have a opinion. You're not a woman, but what, what have you seen in women that makes them act jealous of each other? Contentment. I feel like, yeah. uh, and it's kind of goes align with what you say, and being a wrong woman, one, one thing I realized uh, is they're usually not content with who they are. Yeah. And uh, I guess... I guess the, the main reason of jealous is insecurity. We are not. Yeah, insecurity, yeah. and it comes definitely from social media. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it sparks from social media. It sparks yeah. from um, toxic past relationships. Toxic past relationships, yeah. uh, childhood trauma, or mm -hmm. many different things. You know, or any anything mm -hmm. that any 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 anxiety that they may have yeah. within themselves about their body, about their. Mm -hmm looks uh, or whatever you know and they, they can all spark uh, the jealousy basically yeah that's how i see it have you ever seen it's so sad when i see this but mothers who are jealous of their daughters mothers who are jealous of daughters that's a thing i haven't seen it with my eyes no I, th I feel like i've gotten that vibe maybe from like a friend and their mom i, I don't know but like that is a thing that happens and i think it's like um right now our culture uh, at least in america seems obsessed with like youth Mm -hmm. Like, like, especially in women, because mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's when they're most conventionally attractive. 
So like mm -hmm. a mother who her whole life has been trying to like find her identity, be beautiful you. and young, <laughs> and then suddenly they're you know, not young anymore. It's yeah. still beautiful, yeah. still beautiful, but not young anymore. Mm -hmm. And there can sometimes be jealousy like of their own daughter, which is actually insane. It's I feel like uh, one, one thing that is going on within human, man and woman, and you probably maybe have felt that you have a competitive spirit. We are all always in competition, man with man, woman with woman. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is a huge fight going on right now. Oh my now. gosh. Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. 100%. I, so I've been trying to figure out this out for a long time. Still not there yet. But um, I feel like right now, mm -hmm. this is, so right now, okay, <clears throat> let me try and sort my thoughts. So I, there is, men are tired of women and women are tired of men. And it feels like they hate each other, just it, like, in, j like online at least. It feels like there's like kind of a battle between men and women. Okay, Have you seen on. this? Maybe I've been, I've been seeing a lot of like clips online or whatever. It's like, like keep going stuff, stuff's been more like escalated. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel like maybe women have been hurt. Like I'm talking like generational. Like women have been hurt by men in the past, like from abuse, like men abusing their strength. And so because of that, women don't didn't trust men anymore. So women tried to take the place of men. I don't need no man. I don't need a man. Mm -hmm. And like you don't need a man. Like, mm -hmm. but like. I mean, you could want a man, like, mm -hmm. and I feel like women, in a sense, are trying to, like, strength is only, like, strength is defined as masculine characteristics. Like, women are trying to be strong, trying to be, like, men, almost. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, I feel like things are just a little bit out of whack just because of, like, hurt people have had in the past. Mm -hmm. And then, like, men feel like women don't respect them, or men don't feel like they're, like, wanted or needed because... You know, women are trying to just, I don't know. Well, and independence is great. I am I very guess, independent. I guess the easy way to put it, that's how I feel. And um, I don't care if I get into trouble for saying this, but uh -huh. I feel like men trying to be woman, woman trying to be men right now. Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel it. Yeah. And that is causing a lot of social norm challenges. Yeah. And is it, is it okay? That depends on who you are. Uh -huh. You know, and how you think. You, some people may say that's that's actually totally fine. Some people may be uh -huh. against it. But um, I do understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily think um, there is a, a, a feeling of hate towards man versus more woman type of thing. But yeah. there is a feeling Not of disconnect. Life. Disconnect. That's disconnect, I think. Yeah. Depends on where you go. I think spaces I've spent time in online, I definitely feel like there's hate. But in person, I don't feel that way. I feel like maybe it's, like you said. When you say online, you feel the hate. What do you mean by that? Oh, we've got, um, we've got the like far feminists, and then we've got the red pillars. If you know what that is, like yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like they hate each other. Well, we got the both. Once again, they're one of them. Well, they're this both part of the Yeah, they're both extreme. Both extremes. And we never get anywhere from extreme. Yeah. Normal people, people we just meet in real life. Mm -hmm. It's there. I don't feel hatred. I just feel. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see a little bit of disconnect, maybe. Yeah. I guess men are kind of like two or more. Like I guess more recently, they're more leaning towards the kind of get red pill, and then right. women are leaning more towards the 
the, the fallout. Well, everybody just wants to be heard. Everyone everybody wants to just be wants heard. to be respected. At the end well. of the day, um, I think everything, everything in this world mm -hmm. comes down to a couple words. Uh, acknowledgement, everybody wants to get acknowledged. Mm -hmm. You know, and like feeling acknowledged is the number one reason people do different, so many different things. Mm -hmm. You know, you can start from mass shooting to so many other things because they want to get acknowledged, you know? Yeah. Usually when you like hear their stories, there are all these people that have not gotten the attention, have not been acknowledged, mm -hmm. and they just need to get that need, mm -hmm. you know, and we all need to have that feeling, you know, feeling validated as a human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think that, that's kind of what causes all the problems. Yeah, I agree. And it's so hard, like, people are in all different places, like, mm -hmm. with their identity and whatnot. And I, I have, like, a lot of, like, compassion for everybody and where they're at. But I feel like if, where are people coming from, if people are operating off of a place of hurt, and a place of like feeling lonely or like I don't know I I guess in referring to like men trying to be uh, women and women trying to be men if obviously they're individuals but if it's like people are operating from a place of hurt and like that's where that's coming from it's not like part of their identity really I don't know I feel like there's definitely hurt uh, so uh, my opinion is hurt feeling hurt it's okay to be hurt, but it's, it's not okay to not take accountability for the fact that you're hurt. Hmm. Yeah, or use that as an excuse to act. Act a certain way, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like in life, life always comes down to accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're accountable for everything in your life, then you will be able to uh, find a problem and solve that, you know, because mm -hmm. life is just full of adversities. We all mm -hmm. go through adversities. And the, the, the moment that we start victimizing ourselves is the day that we stop solving the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, but as, as long as we're solving our own problems, we believe that it is, I'm accountable for solving my problems, for, for, for facing what I'm dealing with and trying to figure it out and solve it. Mm -hmm. As long as we're accountable about that, we feel responsible about that, I think we have a great society because everybody mm -hmm. is doing their work to perfect mm -hmm. themselves, to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. But the problem that happens when we, we forget about working ourselves and try to change the society. Hmm. You know, try to like, yeah. try, try to yeah. say, okay, it's all normal. Me being hurt is like not a problem. It's, it, it's, it's not a problem. I don't want to solve it. You should, you should take me as, it's okay. Okay. I don't know so if that made any sense. I, actually, think, I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying mm -hmm. people who are hurt and like not taking accountability for their mm. actions are trying to change society rather than work on themselves or change their external yes. environment. Yes, yeah. that, that's I exactly what I'm trying to say, that. yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody's always like, I don't know, very much like, you should conform to me, you should conform to me. And yeah. like, it's really, really good to have compassion for people and listen to them and try and accommodate people. But also like, you know, if you're having issues, like also look within, also try and like find, Work on yourself and stuff. What's the number yeah. thing everyone is great at? Number one thing everybody everybody's great at? Everybody's great at. Um, uh, thinking about themselves? Huh? Thinking about themselves, eating, drinking. Mm. Giving advice. Giving advice. Oh. I know a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people are giving advice these days. Go, yeah, go ask <laughs> anybody. You go, go even t try to uh, explain what you're dealing with. 
instead of listening, people gonna start giving advice. Yeah. But who they cannot give advice to? Themselves. Mm. Because that comes from a place of accountability and self-respect. I'm working on that. I'm thinking about that. Wait, wait, say that again. Everybody's great at giving others respect, right? We can easily, like, tell you, I can you tell them your problems and I give you so many different ways you can deal with it and solve it. Uh -huh. But what I'm never doing is giving myself respect, you know? And why am I not doing? And I feel like if you don't give yourself respect, uh, if, you, if you don't give yourself advice, sorry, if you do not give yourself advice, um, you are not staying accountable towards yourself and you're not respecting your yourself and your values. Are you saying people can or can't give themselves advice? They don't. They can't. They can't. No, it's not like they can't. They don't. They don't. Okay. They, they don't. don't. You know, okay. they do not take the time to give them total advice because right. it's harder. You know, because right. you only give someone advice because you accept the problem. And if you want to give yourself a, you have to accept your own problems. You need to, yeah, if you want to give yourself uh -huh. an advice, you first need to accept that there's like problems exist within you. Yes, yes. You know? It's easy to accept problems in other people. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but within yourself, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Completely agree. Yes. That's cool. I had to tell that that way. We've been talking for a long time. We have not talked about your media. No, okay. <laughs> it's good. I've been, I mean, I've this been, was great. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It'll be, where, okay, I'm sorry, where are you from? Where, where's your home country again? Iran. Iran, okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I feel like coming from, like, just a different culture and different, you know, language, family or whatever, it's probably interesting for you coming to America and seeing the way, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're, the West or America is diff very different than, than the rest of the world, in a way. At least right now. I don't been like a lot of places. I've been few countries usually for weeks, mm -hmm. just one week actually. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh, 100% here is different than right, of course, where yeah. I was born. And I guess I actually personally believe that things are better here. Yeah. But yeah. the fact, the problem is, oh, why things are better here because we can always talk about things and figure them out you know although it's uh, yeah, yeah. always yeah, getting yeah. harder and harder to talk out loud in public about our opinions still there are so many platforms people uh -huh. that actually are still willing to talk and fuck things so they can figure out problems right and that's right. that's the only way you can solve a problem yeah. if you talk about it right so um that's one thing uh that does not like this for example in my country yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, when you cannot necessarily talk publicly publicly about your opposing, uh, opposing views. Right. What happens is uh, people will not grow up being very open-minded. Yeah, people. They will not think as much. Mm -hmm. And then they want to, but because there's no, no room for them or they will be suppressed, so they have to just silence themselves. Mm -hmm. What that caused, it caused a lot of depression, it caused a lot yeah, of problems, you yeah. know. It's actually great if people talk, talk, you know. Yes, yes. You Even know? if people disagree, people argue, that's, that's normal. Fine. I feel like that, maybe I've fallen into this, but I saw this video, it's like, mm -hmm. um, they asked this girl, very American girl, with mm -hmm. America her whole life, she, they're like, what do you think of America? She's like, I hate it here. Yeah. You know, I don't feel safe here. I hate it here. Yeah. And she had her reasons. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure her life is difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. And they asked somebody else. I, I forgot where they moved from. Maybe it was Egypt or something. Or, yeah. or like, they came here for education. And they're yeah. like, you know, it's not perfect. But, I mean, at least I can, like, 
free to have more freedom here and they're like I actually really like it here and it was just cool to see the the difference of perspectives and how much more grateful I don't know yeah they, I, I mean a hundred percent go talk to anybody that's coming from uh, a federal country or another yeah, country yeah, yeah. to the United There's States so many so much food here everybody so will tell yeah, you yeah. everybody will tell you that this is the best place I ever lived yeah you yeah. know why because I and all those other people have experienced what it actually means to be in a different country. Right. You know, than here. And there was a reason out of like, there was a reason when my dad and I were having conversations while me coming here, mm -hmm. there was a reason that we chose America over Australia and uh, England. Mm -hmm. There were actually, it was between Australia, England, and US. And mm -hmm. there was a reason we chose here, you know, because, right. of, because of the picture that we had of this country and yeah. what we thought of it. And the main thing was, you know, you can, you have the freedom. You can have freedom of choice. You can choose whatever you want to do and you can pursue it, which mm -hmm. is, I guess, the greatest thing in life, you know? Uh, and I think that's, for me, that's kind of like what should be the meaning of American dream. I love American dream is about um, buying a house. It's more about being able to pursue your dreams and well, have, yeah, having yeah. the environment for you to be able to pursue your dreams. And this is the well, only country that has yeah. that, basically. Yeah. You know, you can always pursue your dreams. You can always chase whatever you want if you put on the work. Mm -hmm. And um, and you'll be able to think and you'll be able to share your thoughts. That was the second reason, you know, that we chose here. When I came yeah. here so. That's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. I, def I definitely agree with you. Sometimes I get too wrapped up and I feel like I get ungrateful for where I am, what I have. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was it that you got you to, to start this journey of fitness and hmm. exercise? Like, ooh, okay. Um, very, very first thing mm -hmm. that sparked this was um, I was about 12. Yeah. And my little sister did some pull-ups. And, you know, like around 12, you start going through puberty, you get a little bit heavier, yeah. etc. You're not a kid anymore. Yeah. And I went to do some pull-ups, and I couldn't do any. And my little sister could do, like, four. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I, like, I was just competitive in this. I started, like, working out just a little bit on my own. Finally got a couple pull-ups. But I think the real reason has always been, I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like, I feel proud of myself when I do mm -hmm. it. It feels worthwhile. I feel it feels good to challenge yourself. It mm -hmm. feels good to make progress. 100%. I um, yeah. I also feel like there's a lot to be learned from pain. Um, like yeah, just an exercise. It feels like it's like you get pain without like baggage. You know, like obviously you can learn from pain in, in your life or whatever, but that's usually like comes with baggage. But mm -hmm. like an exercise, it's just like. It's just difficult, and then it's over. And I feel like that's it's a really cool way to... I don't know. I feel like definitely growing up, sometimes I felt as if maybe my life... I don't know. Like, it was a little too easy. Or like, mm -hmm. like oh, you know, like I have it so much better than some other people. And I feel like I just wanted to, like, challenge myself. And not... And just, like... Like, I just felt like... I don't know. Like, weak in that area. Like, I wanted to, like, develop some sort of strength in myself. I don't know. Uh, it's getting a little off track, but... Um... I mean, what you did, uh, and it was it was huge, uh, what you did 
required a lot of a lot of number one self discipline. Yeah, that's that's the thing. People always when they talk to me, they're like, and they hear about you know the numbers I can lift if they're into the gym or or the records I made, and they're like, oh, how long do you train? I was like, well, I was in the gym for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I was powerlifting for like five months before I went to my first meet, and they're like, oh my gosh. You must have had such great genetics. And I'm like, yes, but also I think the I had a lot of years of working out by myself at home mm-hmm. and like just like I just did that. Like was constantly trying to get myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Like do I did calisthenics for a little bit. Um and that work that was put into like self-discipline and like training my mind to be able to make myself do things that I didn't want to do just because I told myself I was supposed to do them. Mm-hmm. And I think you can drastically change your body, change your performance in a year and a half. You can, I mean, some things take years and years, but like you can change completely, almost completely transform yourself. But the reason people don't do it is because it's very, very mental. And I think it takes years of training your mind to get to a point where you're able to do that. It's it's your mind that's holding your back holding you back, not necessarily your your body's capabilities. Body. So sure. yeah, I yeah, what was the initial question? <laughs> I feel like I got lost. Like what started my um Yeah, yeah, I mean you kinda answered it and then you are completely correct and I asked you about self-discipline because you had a huge self-discipline and I feel like as you said being able to fully being in a schedule, eat a certain yeah, yeah, way, yeah. work out almost every single day, yeah, um, show up, you know, no matter what, you know, uh-huh. these are not easy things to do yeah. if you do not have a strength or strong mindset, you yeah. know. So it, I feel like it all came within your mindset, yeah, you know, and uh, it. I guess like the numbers, they just, they, they will happen, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, when you put on the work, I guess, you know, they always say, if you want to do any damn thing in life, you would say, stay consistent, you will get at least somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. consistency and discipline will get you somewhere. But um, with you, the mindset of staying consistent mm-hmm. and having the self-discipline, how did you form that mindset? Ooh. Well, all, a huge part of it is also loving what you do like like try to get yourself to like it um i don't know i think okay let me think about this getting yourself in a place what did i do it's hard to remember i think um setting yourself goals Mm -hmm. achievable goals and like um like short-term goals like, obviously, you'll have your long-term goals, but, like, something that you can, like, see the finish line for, and then being able to reach it, because mm-hmm. that will give you, like, some dopamine. That'll, that'll make you feel good. Yeah. Um, also, finding things, uh, it's easier to stay disciplined doing something you love versus something you hate, so finding ways to make it fun for you, um, whether that's music or, or how you train or people who will, like, help get you fired up about things. And then, I don't know. I, I think that's it, isn't it? What about you? I mean, do you think I missed anything when it comes to, like, cultivating, like, discipline in yourself? No, I, I think I should nail it on the first thing you said. I feel like the number one thing when it comes to discipline is what is your purpose? 
yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, have a purpose too. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you said like like making it fun, like there you you loving it. If you love it, you there's yeah. more likely you do it. You know, and I think that's all it boils down to. You always want to have because self discipline is a daily work. Every day you're committed to mm -hmm. do a certain things or follow a specific uh, plan. Yeah. And that means every single day you got to wake up uh -huh. and you still need to have the motivation. Where does that motivation come from? Usually the, go the goal, the purpose. The goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so having a clear goal in mind, I feel like that's probably the number one thing. And really you need to buy into that goal, you know, because yeah. there are a lot of goals that we, we write for ourselves 24 hours later we have moved on to next one. Uh -huh. you know, yes. So really yes. wanting to that goal and really wanting it with your whole uh, blood and, you know, mm -hmm. like your whole soul. Well, yeah. when you can put, like, your, like, emotion in it, too. Because, yes. like, that definitely helps, like, in whatever I do, if I'm yeah. able to take whatever emotion, whatever thing I'm holding yeah. inside me and put it into what I'm doing. Yeah. And that, it both... Uh, makes like creates higher work like like makes you do better yeah and also if it's fun it feels good it feels like it's good for you you can you can feel yourself like working through things and you mm -hmm. feel better after the fact yeah and i think definitely working out was i mean it was about you know being a better person or whatever but oftentimes too it was like how i dealt with my emotions like you're really upset you're really angry mm -hmm. i don't know i just think that that was also another um like purpose for it was to just help myself. Do your emotions. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was it was an escape. It, it can become a place that's like very, I don't know. You can, I mean, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Peace, but peace, yes, yeah, exactly, peace exactly. And that's, I mean, pretty hard to find. And uh, yeah, a lot of things don't do that. What is the biggest lesson you ever learned in your life, Claire? Oh, I remember you asked that to somebody else. I asked everybody. I, okay. I have asked every single okay. episode I ever yeah. recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um, biggest lesson I've learned in my life. Um, always ask questions. I guess because what happens when you ask questions is you start to figure out the why behind things. So you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I here on this earth? Why is my life this way? Mm -hmm. What happens to me that makes me act this way? Like always ask questions and you will kind of get to the root of things. You will start to find the why behind things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And the thing, and I feel like when you always ask questions, you also find truth mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes um, people are reluctant to ask questions because when you ask questions, you feel like you're going to have to change your mind. Mm -hmm. They're right. You probably will change your mind the more questions you ask. But that's because people um, people have this tendency to hold like their own opinions and beliefs as more important than the actual truth. And the thing about truth is you can question it as much as you like, and it will never change. For sure. But your own beliefs, you can question it as much as you like, and they will change. And it's not, and it's easier just to stay in one place and not grow sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's about moving forward, asking questions. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> what word would you put in front of your saying? I was thinking about that while you were saying it. Um, I think 
this might change for me as I get older because I'm only 20 years old. Yeah. So I still have a lot of, hopefully, a lot of life left to live. But I would say right now it's, uh, yes, I am able to make a difference. That what I say and what I do can make a difference. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Claire, for being a guest. Yeah. And yes, I am podcast. It was lovely talking to you. And I feel like very great episode and very inspiring. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of the Yesayim Podcast. And I want you to watch you all to subscribe and share this episode with your loved ones. And please stay connected with me and find more inspiration uh, content on my Instagram at ArmanASKZ. Thank you all for being an integral part of the Yesayim community. And you all know it as always. Yes, I am.